the dulcet tones of Lane Grindle yesterday on the broadcast as the Brewers take two of three from the Cubs. Welcome back in to Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. We'll get some more, uh, let's see, what would be, if it's dulcet tones, dulcidity? We'll get some more dulcidity here as we welcome in Lane Grindle, our Hunt for Brew, Octo- uh, Brew October, sponsored by Westpin, the silver lining. I'm trying to speak English and having issues with it, so we bring in Lane Grindle. Hi, Lane. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to be a man of words, but you've lost me on that one. I, I, I am no help to you on where we need to go with that. Dulcet, dulcidity, I don't know. I'm just I'm just mm-hmm. talking here. It's a it's a <laughs> Thursday off day. I don't know what's going on, right? Well, there you go. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> How are you, man? I'm good. Thanks for taking some time on a, on a Thursday off day. The team gets every Thursday in September off, but we still uh, ask you of your time. So that is uh, very gracious of you to uh, provide us some, a few minutes. Uh, just what was the last three days like? I mean, that's a... That's a really nice series for this team, and it's pretty cool to see where this team is at right now with just a couple weeks left in the season. Uh, you know, I think it's just it seems to be such a focused group right now, and that's what is really striking to me. And and, and that's not just this past series. Yeah, uh, this series at Wrigley was huge. It was a really big series that went a long way in kind of making a statement that the Brewers are going to be in this race. And we're not talking about the wild card. We're talking about the divisional race until the final days. And hopefully the Brewers can pull this thing out and win the NL Central. But they've really been making this statement since the calendar flipped to September and even a little bit prior to that. Um, the road trip through Cincinnati and then to Washington and then coming back home and winning the, the two series at home and, and now winning this series as well. I, I just think this team right now is on a mission. And it's a mission that they understand what the objective is, but they're still loose and relaxed at the same time. And that's a hard dynamic to capture, and the Brewers have done a great job of capturing it. Games in September are going to be close, just just the way it is. You've seen a team so many times. They're they're close, so that that lends itself to individuals really leading a team to victory. And we we saw it with a, a Curtis Granderson. We saw it with a Jonathan Scope. We were seeing it with these guys that have been brought in. That just lends even more credibility to these Stearns, uh, these moves that David Stearns has made. Well, what the the Brewers have done have is they've stacked this roster. And especially with an eye on September, knowing that uh, their depth, which they already had a lot of it, and then they added a little bit more to it, can be a huge advantage in the month of September. And I think they understood that. And so what they have now are multiple guys. And I'm not just talking about one or two. I'm talking about eight, nine, or ten guys that can put the team on their back on a given night and carry them to a victory. And it's really, I mean, you just don't see a lot of lineups that can do that. You see a lot of great lineups. But you don't see a lot of teams that have that kind of potential each night that they go out there. And I know they got shut out in one of those games in the series, but that's in, in large part a tip of the cap to Jose Quintana. He has executed very well against the Brewers this year. But you have Curtis Granderson who does it last night. We know Mike Moustakis can do it. We certainly know Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich can do it. We've seen Travis Shaw do it. We saw Jesus Aguilar do it for a couple of months in essentially May and June. And he's still a dangerous hitter. Ryan Braun has heated up. He's been the best hitter against left-handed pitching since the All-Star break in baseball, essentially. So they, uh, Jonathan Scope with the Grand Slam the other day. They just have so many guys right now. And from both sides of the plate, which I think is important too, Matt, they have a right-handed lineup that is very potent and a left-handed lineup that is very potent. And I just think it makes them very, very difficult 
to navigate through if you're the opposing pitching staff, not just the starting pitcher. And it's made the Brewers really, really talented, really deep, and really dangerous. But the biggest thing still has been what they've done on the mound. They had a tough month of August on the mound. And here in September, that's all been fixed again. The starters are starting to pitch well. Craig Council is asking maybe a little bit less of those starters right now because of where we're at. It's 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 kind of postseason baseball before it's actually postseason baseball. And with a couple of extra arms in that bullpen now, and with Corey Knable right and Corbin Burns being right again, he can really dial up a lot of different combinations to piece a game together each night. And it's really paying off for the Brewers right now. How about that 180? Because we're talking three weeks ago. You felt good about Josh Hader. You felt good about Jeremy Jeffers coming out of the bullpen. But quite honestly, just about everybody else three weeks a month ago, it was a question mark when that bullpen door swung open. Now you get those guys, but you have Corey Knabel and you have Xavier Cedeno and Joaquin Soria and Corbin Burns. I mean, there are so many guys right now that you would consider high leverage relievers. How much of an impact has that made? I think it's gigantic and it's only going to get bigger as you get into the postseason. I, look, here's, here's one thing that you never hear or you rarely hear on the flip side. Uh, in terms of when people want to be critical of a manager. You always hear people talking about a manager maybe being too loyal to somebody and, and, and hey, but he doesn't deserve to get high leverage innings anymore. He hasn't pitched well. And, and you could have said that about Corey Knable in August. And it would have been easy for the Brewers to go, look, this has been a tough year for Corey. He hasn't been able to find it and kind of give up on him. You know, here we are. It's September. We've got extra arms up because of the expanded rosters. We don't have to stay with Corey Knable and find a way to get him right. But they understood that if they can get Corey Knable right, how much different that can change things. So they sent him down. They worked with him. They did a lot of different work, video work and all sorts of stuff with Corey Knable to try to get him fixed. And they slowly introduced him back into things, and he responded pretty well to it. Then they put him in some what we might call medium leverage situations, and he responded pretty well to it. And now he's all the way back, Matt. And and to have him all the way back, uh, that's a tip of the cap, I think, to Craig Council and his coaching staff for sticking with Corey Knable, continuing to work with him, and finding a way to get him right because he looks like the 2017 version of him now. And then again, as you have in uh, Joaquin Sori, who's had his struggles but pitched well last night, and now in Xavier Cedeno, who's a lefty that can be a situational guy, but we saw him get Chris Bryant out uh, in this series as well. It's just a really deep bullpen again with a lot of different combinations. And again, it just gives Craig Council so many different ways to piece together the back end of baseball games. Two quotes that caught my eye coming out of the Cubs clubhouse last night. Kyle Hendricks talking about the Brewers said, they're definitely coming for us. We can feel it. Javi Baez on the Brewers. Hopefully we don't have to face them in the playoffs. Lane, what do you take away from those two quotes? Well, the, the Hendricks one didn't surprise me so much because I think anybody being honest understands that the Brewers are coming for the Cubs, that they've had the Cubs in their sights, and they have competed at a really high level over the last two weeks head-to-head with the Cubs. They also went out and swept the Giants. They didn't have that letdown after that Cubs series and before the next Cubs series. That would have been easy, you know, with the Giants coming to town and the Brewers swept them. And I think that was as big of a statement as anything, that the Brewers mean business right now. So that didn't surprise me so much because I think that's just an honest answer. And anybody in that clubhouse, I think, would say, yeah, the Brewers, they, they haven't backed down for a second, and this is going to be a battle till the end. The Baez quote, 
uh, was that really that really surprised me because it, it almost was in essence him saying these games exhaust me because the Brewers never stop coming at you. And um, I thought that was a little bit of a, a hint, maybe of a guy maybe being a little bit tired in the stretch that they're in, but also just saying, look, this is a really good team, and I'm tired of playing them right now because they 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 make it so difficult every night. And I thought it was an ultimate compliment, whether he meant it that way or not, it was an ultimate compliment to what the Brewers have been doing over the course of this month. All right, last thing for you. I'm really not trying to get you angry at me. Uh, you can, you know who my college football team is. You can take a shot at me here, but you're a Nebraska guy, Lane. Yeah. And th- they lost to Colorado. What, what happens in the, like, are any lights turned on? Is a funeral dirge just playing throughout, like, all the smart speakers on the phone? What happens in the Grindle household when Nebraska loses a football game like that? Oh, we were disappointed. I mean, it, look here, we wanted to see them succeed, and, and we, and we want to see them succeed. That's a great place. We spent 10 great years there. I grew up in the area and, and certainly loved the program. But, um, you know, I, I've been around Scott Frost a little bit in, in my lifetime, and I know some guys that are on that staff, and so I certainly want to see them do well. And I was disappointed for them that they didn't get off on, on that winning note. Um, but I think most people around that program, most people that follow that program, watch it and say, look, that, that they've got the right guy now in charge. It maybe didn't start the way that you would have wanted it to, but people believe in the direction they're going right now. And to be honest with you, Matt, that's the first time in a long time that people have kind of been united in that way with that program. So I think there hasn't been as much panic over that loss as there would have been in a normal year for people because ultimately they believe in the foundation of what's being built there right now. All right, fair enough. Uh, Lane, appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of your evening. We'll see you at the ballpark tomorrow. Matt, always appreciate it. Thanks so much, buddy. You bet. There's Lane Grindle, Brewers broadcaster, joining us here on Brewers Weekly.